Should we what get we into Anything? questions? Yeah, oh, we got questions. Yeah. That's on the Not Our Finest Hour account? Yeah, there was a bunch of questions. Right. On the on the one sticker that we um Yeah. I, we still have trucks hauling snow tonight from that storm. Oh I, really? It, wow. That is it, it is insane. I started thinking that it's actually better like I honestly started thinking that it's it's potentially better to be the hauler of the snow than the power of the snow. Like this Absolutely. this storm Absolutely. happened like what 12 days ago? Yeah. A while back now. Like it was at least 12 days ago. And we what's, we hauled we hauled we had three trucks hauling snow last night. Wow. We've what's hauled your snow. waiting period to get paid on snow hauling? Is it 30? Or is uh, it depends. typical 30 days usually? Not not bad. Yeah, and, <clears throat> and the um some of the guys, if it's a smaller job, they pay us right away. Um, right on. That's great. You know, like if it's a you know, we went and hauled snow for a guy on Sunday, and I don't know his bill was like two grand, and he just he sent us payment immediately. Hmm. Everyone we deal with with snow, like every single person we deal with hauling snow, they are all amazing at um, at paying. They all pay like on thirty days. They all pay on time. They're all they're all phenomenal. Wow. I love the snow crew we have. They're they're great. Like the guys that we work for, I'm thankful that they always trust us with their because um, it's 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 a very timed thing. Like it's, if oh. you like, it's very, it seems not, but like these guys, they have to move this stuff contractually and they can get in a lot of trouble if they don't. So, you know, them trusting us to be out there with them every night and supply, it means a lot to me that they all trust us with it. It's important. It's not a, it's not a minor thing for them. So it's good. I, I, I love the snow thing. It's great. But to think that we're still, Hauling snow, like I don't know when that storm was, like twelve days. It's supposed to pour rain tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, seems, but yeah. And I only, the only damage we did to the trucks was I ripped the fender off one of the trucks the other night. But that was one hundred percent me. Like I, just doughheadedly, I backed up on a bit of an angle, and the truck was they get loaded with loaders, so sometimes the snow is like a lot on one side, and the bin trucks because they push from the center are very susceptible to how they're loaded. It's mm -hmm. different than the center hoist. And I when it went up, the box came over a bit because I was already on a bit of a slope and it caught the tarp by the corner uh -huh. of the box. So because the on the bin trucks, the tarps aren't attached to the dump body. Like on a big dump truck, the tarp yeah. is attached to the dump body. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and yeah. so the box caught it and started going up. And then it the of course the tarp is attached to the truck by the fender, so it ripped the whole fender off. So the fabricator guy was supposed to put the truck back together today. I don't know if he did or not because he's old and he doesn't work in the cold. So I don't know if it was too cold for him. He was supposed to fix it yesterday, but he didn't do it because he got to the yard and was like, this is too cold. I'm going home. I'll see you later. And I was like, well, bro, you're like, you're like 70 and you're retired. So I got no, no leg to stand on. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're still moving snow. Did you? Uh... I found the questions. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, TGND Landscaping. Did it ever occur to you guys that your Dominican listeners are actually landscapers on vacation? I thought that was a given. I think it did come uh, up in one conversation on the episode, but I, I think it, it's better to think that we've got an international audience and people are really into <laughs> what we're talking about. And I'm, I'm headed to the Dominican Saturday morning with Kelly. I will walk the streets. 
and I will find out how famous we are down there and if it's locals that know us or if it's landscapers on vacation. I can tell you they don't care all that much about landscaping or hardscaping in Dominican Republic from what I've seen. But do they care which about isn't much, snow? Which isn't much. <laughs> yeah, they might care about moving snow. They definitely care <laughs> deeply about the snow moving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it could be landscapers on vacation, true. But yeah. uh, I'd like to think we have a we're in with the Spanish. I like to think the same thing. And speaking of the Spanish, OZO Construction asks: Should I import some Spanish laborers for twenty six dollars an hour? Uh, I would if I could. I can't. I've never looked that closely into it, but I've always wanted to. Like I see how hard they work. For other companies, every everyone I know that has um, uh, sourced alt labor from uh, alternative countries, I'm trying to say this in a politically correct way, alternative labor pools, alternative labor pools. Uh, I don't know anyone who's had. I mean, there's always I know people who've had the odd unsatisfactory um, experience with the odd person. But I think that that would be true of any. But I think I've had some unsatisfactory. I've had some unsatisfactory laborers from here. So, oh God, (laughs) hundreds hundreds of unsatisfactory experiences with people from here. So, uh, everyone I know uh, really feels like, um, in general, that that labor pool is uh, dedicated, loyal, and hardworking. and if you work to get through the language barrier with, and I have spent a lot of time working with um, people from the Middle East and people from um, South, and I have never had anything but a really good experience. And uh, in general, I've always enjoyed spending time with them and they certainly, they work hard and they, they want to work. So that I would think if you have an opportunity to bring some qualified, some good qualified people to the table that, uh, that you should do that. Be my I would just tell you to make sure it's legal so you don't end up in jail for some fucking human trafficking shit or something. But <laughs> check, check your fucking paperwork. That would be my. That would be my. There's some red tape for that around here. Like you have to be able to house them and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know what else you have to do for them, but just makes it a little more difficult. I think here. You got a shopyard with? Didn't you used to live there? Yeah, yeah. They're probably off. Probably better off where they came from than <laughs> living at that shop. <laughs> um, we were talking about putting up a bunch of tiny houses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would love to. You could have your own commune there. A community. Yeah. I would just, yeah, we put a little lake and then the tiny homes and <laughs> the everybody home. would get along. It would be incredible, right? Just this conversation. Just like every day at work, it would be incredible. <laughs> I can only imagine. Mixing my home life with you can have a Chinese excavator for each one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Could have Taco Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. 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 They make a mean taco. For sure. All right. A couple saw questions. Uh Breezy027. I believe this is Brock. Uh who makes the ultimate stone saw? Chad, did you ever buy that saw with the two blades on it? No. No, no, I uh, haven't yet. It's got to be still for saws. Like it's, oh yeah, by far. 
Just I like my Hilti, to be honest. Have you ever had a still? Way too heavy. I have, yeah. Have you ever owned a still saw? Yes, yes. Have you ever run one? Yes. Then you're insane if you think it's a saw <laughs> that's better than a still saw. No, I, everyone everyone's likes a different balance, right? Everyone likes yeah. a different. For me, the ultimate saw. If I was just if I was buying like the ultimate saw to do everything with, um, I would buy a still with a twelve. It's a four ten, has a twelve inch blade. I think it's called a four ten. I know everyone has the TS four twenties because they hold the yeah. the fourteen inch blades. But the problem with a fourteen inch blade is if you're doing real curve cutting, it's really hard to get the blade to bend the way you want because the blade's that two inches bigger. And if you have a twelve inch blade, now the, the on the flip side of that a 12 inch blade won't even cut all the way through like a dimensional block. You got to clean it, right? You got to flip it up and clean it. So, yeah. you know, there's some hassles with a 12 inch blade, but if you want to do real nice cutting to me, you want to like, just as a personal thing, I, you want to use a 12 inch, but I mean, the other problem I have with 14s too, is that I'm old. And like we talked about earlier, my hands are super fucked up. Like I have really, really bad carp. Like if I hold this off for 30 seconds, I'm in searing pain. So I find the torque of a 14 inch blade now to be a bit of a challenge. Like being on, like just being like I, a 14 inch blade has such a big, like, it's like, you really gotta, you don't realize till you get older, how much pressure you're putting to hold the torque of a 14 straight. Whereas a 12 doesn't have the same kind of, I actually really like the little nine inch saw, the Milwaukee one that Drake has. That saw is great. There's no torque on it. The saw weighs nothing. Um, but anyways, to me, a 12 inch still is the best saw. The thing that I like about the Hilti uh, is that it's got no choke on it. So you just start, you just pull it and it starts and you're good to go. So is it We've used a... a what? Hmm? Is it fuel injected? Uh, I, I wouldn't even know. Did there's a button, mix... there's a red you... button you press and then you, you pull and then it starts. But does it, do you put mixed fuel in it? Yeah. Okay. So it's not fuel injected. Then. Okay. We were cutting these monster caps for uh one of those big uh like a ready rock wall or whatever they were six inch thick and it was that traffic circle so mm. obviously we had to miter the caps to go in a circle and we had the 16 inch still saw <laughs> and that thing like you touch the trigger and the saw wants to turn sideways on you like it's yeah the he's, torque he's on that weapon must... like ah uh, the torque so, on like, that must be outrageous yeah. We like, would cut the first four inches with the the four twenty, and then we'd switch to the big saw and finish off the cut that way. Just because you're already trapped in the groove. Yeah, you're already trapped in the groove. Instead yeah. of trying to to score a nice straight line. I can't imagine the that. torque on a sixteen inch saw, man. Oh. Yeah, it's big and it's heavy to carry around. Like you almost have somebody behind you bringing the saw to where you are, so that you can pick it up and cut and stuff. Like it's just a uh, the things you do, the things you do when you miss the spec, right? You fuck up on the spec, and you, all of a sudden you're cutting for an extra day. Why did you could have ordered the caps and the? No, you could like they. So with a lot of these big dimensional walls, they, um, they only have one manufacturer, right? Like everything's spec'd from like MCon or whatever concrete manufacturer and they already have the plan and all the drawings and stuff like that and then you just have to put it in but i thought they had it would at least have a wedge cap and they didn't have a wedge cap oh, okay let's see yeah. so we had to make them all on our own but 
it went really well until that last cut whenever I wasn't there. And the 65-year-old man that flipped the excavator fucked up the cut. So there's one little piece that's like 18 inches and the rest are all nice big 48-inch caps. Should have maybe divided the last three. Yeah. So you know, divided the last four caps to get that 18-inch extra in it and then cut them all down to yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And it was like when you get obsessed with that shit, that's a bitch. Yeah. But I and I mean it's like obviously we were low bid, so does it really matter that much? And the rest of the wall looked great, so I mean we just made it work and stuff. The only other people that will ever see that in history are other landscapers. Do you know how much time as a community we spend doing things that only other landscapers will notice. And no, no other landscapers are ever going in the fucking backyard that you're working in, but you will spend an hour doing something, some item like evening out all those caps just in case, in case another landscaper went there and they can't be like, Hey, that guy fucked that shit up. Yeah. Like it just, oh, yeah. as a community we spent. So what's your ultimate saw, Mike, the healthy, I like the Hilti. I don't get me wrong; it's still still is fine, but uh, yeah, I like my Hilti. It's a fourteen what's inch. It, what's it called? The Hilti what? Oh, I don't know, like DX seven hundred or something like that. Nice. Like that DX, <laughs> like straight out of wrestling. Oh yeah, DX generate degeneration at whatever. Anyways, okay, moving on to the next question before we delve <laughs> into question. some old WWF shit, <laughs> like. <laughs> Next question related to that one and from Breezy027 once again. Who makes the best blade? Well. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Uh, I don't know where they are. Oh, they're there. Hold on a second. I have them. PK has his favorite blade. I, I don't have a favorite blade. I've I've I, I don't I don't really care, I guess, so much. Chad, do you have a favorite blade? The one that's available at the retailer. Yeah. Like whatever one I said, give me a good blade. And they're like, this one's good. And they hand it to me. And I'm like, $300 is it the same so, reaction every time. But Straight up legit. These are the best blades I've ever used. So I've been wanting to try one of those. I don't have a favorite blade, but I, I want to. I've heard good things. Uh, these, these blades, uh, first of all, I like anything that has the power of more than one X. When you combine the power of two X's with anything, gotta love it immediately. I think that it makes anything better to have X's on it. So these shocks blades from Blades Direct are the best blades I've ever used. They cut, they make the cleanest, they are amazing. I do love them. And I, I use them, we use them on all our saws. And when they custom spell it S H O X X, you know that you're in you're in business. And this blade is actually, you know, something that was sitting around the office. We're always talking about people send me shit that sits <laughs> around the office. Oh, this blade is one of those items that, uh, yeah. But anyways, they I've used them for three years now, four years maybe. We've had them on our saws. They are great, and they last a long time. I think most usually we get a season out of them. Wow. We also don't cut steel and shit with them, though. So there's that. What were the favorite blades you guys had? We were saying, were I, saying I don't have a favorite. Yeah, there's whatever one's available at the retailer. Yeah. Okay. Like, we used to always get these blades where the brass rings would pop out of the middle. 
and you yeah. couldn't get yeah. them back in. And then the whole thing is just fucking useless. So you spend a hundred and some bucks on a blade, and then it's no good. And it drove me wild. But anyway, that problem hasn't happened in a while, so we're good. So that's that's the blade I use. Next question, Mike. Shocks blade. Final question that we have here from Final Barry question. underscore landscapes. Three quarter clear or granular A for regular paver base. Mm, it depends what your drainage is like. Yeah. Right, like that's uh, uh I have never, I, I have not used granular A on a residential project in since two thousand three. Really, I fucking hate granular. I don't use wow. it for anything ever. Commercially, I've used it a lot because it's the spec, right? But on a residential project, I have not used granular A as any kind of base in like I don't know twenty years, maybe. It's a wow. long time, long time. So no concrete sand either then in that time. No You're fuck just concrete. Pure sand. open graded base. We we used to use before we switched to open graded base. We did granular A and natural screenings, mm. which is like a sandy based screenings. It's not like limestone. It doesn't go hard. It's it is more concrete sandy, but there's more substance to it, so it doesn't like dry up and blow away instantaneously. <laughs> um, I don't remember ever ever really really using i mean i've used concrete sand because it was a spec um but i don't remember ever voluntarily using it much we always used like when i started started we always used granular a and natural screenings hmm. and i've done jobs with limestone because it was a spec too like you know whatever people used to spec it but granular a and natural screenings were always our kind of because they drain right yeah they were always our go-to but i don't I would say since 2003, I don't think I've used granular in a residential project once ever. I wouldn't even buy it. It's junk, mm. mush, crap. I don't, I don't know. It's just not for me. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's because if it rains, it just, I don't like things that cause hassle. Yeah. And three quarter clear never causes hassle. If it pisses rain, whatever, water goes through it. You don't end up with like these slop piles of mud everywhere. Or, oh, I can't work on your project for five fucking days because it rained at an inappropriate time. Or that's why I got no tolerance or patience for granular. And it's never led me down a bad path. Like I've never all these problems these people talk about. Like you created a bathtub, or I don't know, like some sand company was all about this a couple of years ago. But oh, the drainage and this and the drainage that. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck off. I've never had a problem. 25 fucking years i don't give like I, maybe it is a it could be a legit thing this never happened to me i've just been really lucky <laughs> 2000 20 years. 20 years 2000 patios i've just been really fucking lucky this is actually a huge problem we need to make it it was probably because someone's hand sand wasn't fucking hardening so they got <laughs> went to all the shit of a fucking three-quarter clear I don't, the thing that i find interesting now is because we deliver a lot of aggregates to people People's clear stone now, like we used to just buy three quarter. I always just bought three quarter clear, slammed it in, right? Now people are like, I need a load of HL3. Then I got to get a little HL6 in there. No one buys three quarter. It's HL3, HL6, HL3, HL. Like it's like, holy, like there's a whole world of all these. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Buy three quarter clear, slam it in. But I, I guess these people have done a better, deeper look into it than me. They're younger, they know more, they're smarter. And so they uh, maybe HL three and HL six is the way to go. 
uh suppliers around me now uh some of them are already like this but some of them have switched to this it's three-quarter clear but the, mo the majority of them are rounds so it's not like three-quarter crushed but uh it's like what you would throw in a window well or something like that so i would you, is that for a patio oh never never and i'm talking angular it's become, real yeah it's become clear. really hard now to find it in my area three-quarter clear so what do you use hl6 well, I, I request one of my suppliers that I don't normally purchase, like the paver products and stuff. They, they've been the only one that have listened to me and I've actually brought some of the actual stuff in for me. So there was a shortage of three quarter clear last year. Was there? Yeah. At the pits that I, I, I don't like because they, they crush. They get like all the sales they think they're going to do and then they crush that much for it or something. I don't know. It's a complex thing going on in gravel pits. But most of like where we get three quarter clear from in our area, and I like I don't know if that would be true for is comes all comes from Brecon because there's limestone quarries up there. Mm. So yeah. like I sent trucks up there a couple times there, and like our our local supplier also ran out of three quarter clear in the bins sometimes. So, wow. and then we used we we had to deliver like HL six, and then those people wanted it's all of it is clear stone. I don't I don't know the finite I don't know why. I know people use HL3 around those fiberglass swimming pools. Um, probably because it's smaller, but it's not HPB. And HL6 is its just a bigger variation of sizes than three-quarter clear is. Just, I don't know. So it's a complex situation. We just, But yeah, I, I haven't used a gravel on a residential patio in a lot. Not because it's bad. I think it's more than accepted building method. I just hate wet shit that doesn't dry i'll use a gravel with front walkways if it's being done at the same time as the driveway if they're getting asphalt driveway and i'll use it on some retaining walls that's the only application for a gravel for me i have never been asked to use clear or told to use clear anything on a commercial job hmm. uh, not even will I want to say hardly ever, if ever, as backfill. I think there I, was two walls that I they've asked me to put GA behind walls and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It, and these are engineers that are designing these things, right? Like, yeah. someone is not up to the. They don't have the same thinking pattern that we do. Right. I've. One time we did. For leads points, um, do you guys know what Chad? You probably know about leads. Nope. Leads. Uh, so like, like, well, leads is like a, a rating on your building. You can have a gold leads. You can be gold standard, silver standard, bronze. I know it's a bunch of standards, and basically, is how environmentally friendly was your building to build, oh, okay. and how yeah, environmentally yeah. friendly. It's called, and it, you get leads points for whatever you do, right? If that's the same system that measures how much brick waste you have and all that stuff. It measures waste for everything. Yeah. 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 So this, the spec was crusher run, compacted, then permeable pavers filled with HPB. And so like I'm there going, okay, this is crusher run. This stuff is going to pack into like cement. It is not permeable in any way. Three-quarter crusher run. Like it's not. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Just then put down limestone, lay the permeable pavers, fill it with HPB. Because we need the leads points, it has to appear as though those pavers are permeable. Now this was a road. This was like 
30,000 square feet of pavers. This is not a small project, right? And I'm like, okay, this is going to suck because the water is going to go into the crusher run through the HPB. It's not going to sheet off like if it was full of concrete yeah. sand. And they're like, nope, this is what you're doing. This is the spec. I said, okay, well, I'm not responsible for this. This is bullshit. So we did it. And as soon as they got the leads point and they got it stamped, immediately, like, Fafari came in and paved the road right over top of the permeable pavers. I wonder how much money they were credited well, from who? The government? I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a government, and it was a government build, so. Yeah. And then I they wonder. were they were concerned about, because they get judged by the amount of weight of waste they throw away. So, like, when we were cutting these pavers in, because it was a road with curbs on both sides, it didn't work out perfectly. Like they had assumed it will. We were like smuggling the pavers out. We would like lay them all the cuts flat in our dump trucks and then put tarps over top of them. So when we were going out, they couldn't see them in the cameras at the water treat. Like it was fucked up, man. No, like, this yeah. is the I've been there. Stupidest, <laughs> and stupidest environmental idiotic shit. Like just pave the fucking road. That's how it ended up anyway. You wasted so much. I mean, I guess it paid my mortgage. So you can't, yeah. I can't knock it, but. Actually, I don't think I had a mortgage then. I think it was when I was, like maybe a park bench. Maybe, no, it wasn't quite parking lot. It might have been apartment. I think I don't think I was quite. But I, I, maybe Kelly and I were living here. I don't. Know. Anyways, it was that time in my life. But it, it's so fucked up. Like we, they literally just paved over top of the pavers. <laughs> they didn't even rip them up. Whatever. They just paved I, it. I wonder how the paving company felt about that. They loved it. Yeah. You think that's okay? Yeah, I guess it's. I've poured concrete over pavers, but I've never uh, paved over pavers. Didn't you say you were going to put foam down and then pour your concrete floor in your sh- in your shop? Yeah, yeah. So on my big shop, um, I've got an interlock floor, and then foam, and then six inches of concrete, and there's not a single crack. We've had the triaxle in there, the tandem's been in there, all the shovels have been in there. Like it's. Held up really well. Mind you, we cured it for a month, but just flooded it for a month. But did you cut relief cuts in it? Oh yeah, that was a hell of a day. Just me by myself, hunched over the saw. Why didn't you use the one with the fucking wheels? Because it, it, <laughs> it's missing that bolt. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So it wobbles all the time. So anyway, it looks great. The floor looks great. There's maybe. Uh, maybe one line that's not razor straight, but I'm the only one who ever notices it. And they all get filled with shit anyway. So yeah, you can't. All the, all the relief cuts just get filled with dirt. So yeah. there yeah. is no. Yeah. You got another topic, Mike? No, that was the last question. I'm just looking through my questions to see if we have anything to end the show with here, because. We're in our dying minutes, you guys. Dying minutes of the uh, show. Dying minutes. Did you the guys have any other topics you wanted to cover? I want to say how upset I am that I'm not at Con. What is it? Con Expo? Con? Con Ag? Con Ag, whatever it is. Yeah. That looks fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah. everybody just looks like they're having the time of their life. And you can tell, like, what's important to who by their stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's neat. It's really neat. Uh. They Caleb posted a video outside of all the cranes standing straight up in the air. Yeah. Today that was pretty fun and cool. I was yeah. like, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. It's, Have you uh, seen the simulators? 
no. where you can you can test a bunch of different pieces of equipment from like one simulator and it really? actually gives feedback in the chair so like if you're driving a truck around a job site it hits bumps and your chair is actually moving and stuff that was on uh sutton's stories with sheller on it and you can test you can do a bunch of different pieces of equipment from the same chair same controls yeah. and everything it's pretty cool yeah that would be neat i'm definitely gonna that brings in like go. remote right remote uh, operation to be able to do that from your home while your piece of machine is moving around on site oh, God. wow can you imagine here <laughs> <laughs> they uh, only do that they only do that show every three years though yeah yes it's not a like a yearly it's every three maybe years. that's better though right because it's a bigger deal going half ass every year you just go full force every three years bring yeah. your best yeah because it's like, actually not warm in vegas in the winter warmer oh. than it is here uh well not I'm, i've been to vegas in the winter it's not warm at night it must be cold because it's a it desert, desert right? yeah yeah the yeah. pools the pools and stuff aren't open in the, in the winter like, hmm. i do have a question on that uh how long do you think until outdoor living spaces are 3d printed and do you actually do you even think that's a, that's gonna happen uh, i don't even know what that is uh so they're 3d printing houses now with concrete so you know a 3d printer right and yeah. Yeah, you can have. Well, they're doing that with houses now. They're 3D printing houses with concrete. How yeah, that... but it's just like the shell, though, right? Like you still have to do all the finishing and stuff. Yeah, it's like the exterior shell. So, uh... what you bring a printer there and feed concrete into it? Yep. And then the printer just does its thing. It just pumps the concrete into and yeah, makes you a house. I think not in our lifetime. You don't think so in our lifetime? No. It's no, making no. a house, man. That's way less more complicated than making a yeah. barbecue. Yeah, but once the house is done, what are you going to do? Bring in your mini printer two years after the house is built, shuffle it through the three-foot gate to get it to the backyard to build a shitty form for you that you're going to have to veneer anyway? No, you're going to keep doing it the way you are now until something... I think we should get a guru, a guru on the show. I feel guru, like it's in our guru, lifetime for sure. A guru, a guru with vision will know. Yeah. Like, what's that guru from California? That guy will know. He's the I one that know. always talks into the feather. Oh. <laughs> He'll know. That motherfucker will know. He's from California. He's got a feather. Um, <laughs> I, I could see it happening if it's cheaper. You know, if it's cheaper, I could see it happening. Like, if it's more expensive, I don't think it will happen as fast. But if they can get the cost down, then sure. If it's cheaper, that makes a lot of sense. There was, uh, so I looked at this bookkeeping AI. AI is going to be like this new word that gets thrown around, like NFTs and crypto. But uh, it's AI where it's a bookkeeping system where you put in whatever receipt you have or whatever, and it'll automatically put it into the account or give it the cost code, whatever, uh, based on its learning of your system. But so I inquired about this company and it's more expensive to go through them than it is just to go through a bookkeeper. But they've got this bu buzzword of, oh, but it's AI. It's, it's going to, you know, take out the... Uh, manpower woman power of having to do that yourself but it's cheaper to just 
hire could they, somebody to do could, it. Yeah, but could they argue that it it takes the like it takes the human error out of it? Well, it still has errors because if it, if a receipt that gets scanned that you don't know where or it doesn't know where to go, where it goes yet, you actually have to have somebody to go in there that's a bookkeeper and be able to categorize it. So they're selling the system as well as the service itself. That's why it's so expensive because you're still paying a bookkeeper that's theirs, their companies, as well as the AI system. Hmm. So other than the fact that you can tell people you have an AI bookkeeping system, there's no advantage. None. But people are signing up in droves. But people are signing up. They've got millions of dollars in funding. Uh, it's just something that didn't make sense. But it, it just prompted, it came up in my mind because you said, it would have to be cheaper, right? 3D printing of an outdoor living space, uh, anything like being automated, it needs to be cheaper before it actually gets. Do you think that adoption. you can three you can three D print like, I guess three D printing the shell of a house is one thing, but three D printing an outdoor living space, like how are you going to allow for lighting and pergolas and planting and soil and like? What part of it are you 3D print? Like you're not pr- 3D printing the soil, the gardens, the plants. No. Like I get what you're saying about 3D printing a house. Like I see how you could 3D print a, like in the island, like down south in the Caribbean, all the houses are concrete. You, I could see how that could 3D print that. Like that I could understand. How it 3D prints an outdoor living space, I think it's actually more complex than a house. I agree. That's why I say not in our lifetime. I'll like eat it, my hat if I'm wrong, and I'll be stoked about it, oh, it. But I don't think. Even if you look at, say, like, uh, I think RC Stone had a video today, or someone, or the lighting people, or it's, some lighting people had a video, or RC Stone had the video of Richard drilling a fucking hole in a paver with a uh, drill press, so he could set a light. How are you 3D printing that? Would be my question. And pavers are segmental and all individual. How are you going to 3D print individual? Like, I could see you 3D printing a concrete patio. Well, that's what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. That would crack or going to crack. There's only two things about it, right? Yeah. It's either cracked or it's going to crack. So I don't, I guess, I, I just, I feel like I could see it in a house. But when they're 3D printing this concrete, like, how are they putting the rebar in the house? Uh, so it's just modified concrete. I've just seen one video about it. So I'm not, no expert on how they do it, but well, the way they print it, brought it up then. <laughs> the way they print it, you actually see the layers of the printing going up the house. Really? Yeah. I gotta try and find the video and watch it. I'll send it to you because I have it I'm, somewhere. I'm, I'm interested in it. But I, I just I like outdoor living is pretty complex, like yeah, because it's very yeah, custom especially depending on the slopes well, and everything in the backyard and like RC has been building that display in front of his new shop or whatever it is, like his new place. He's, I don't know if you guys have seen that he's building that really like, if you look at the ultra complexity of that, there's a pond, there's Astro turf, there's turf work. There's seven different pavers. There's turf in the, like he actually took uh tickle block hexa and then put turf as some of them. It mm-hmm. looks sick. It's really cool. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it looks. It's, but I, I, I don't, I don't think you can 3D print that. And right. if you look at that, like that's a, that's a very complex small outdoor living space that he's building as a display. But 
it's beautiful. It's amazing. And it's just, I don't see how you 3D print a pond. I guess you could if it was all concrete and it was just like one waterfall flowing into another. But I I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's a lot of concrete. Yeah. Are they, can they 3D print a lion out in front of people's house? You know those lion. big lion statues? Oh, I, yeah. The people <laughs> who have to the, relocate lions. <laughs> people who have the big lions would probably love a 3D printed backyard. Doesn't that <laughs> mean something? Or isn't uh, that for like, is that a swinger thing or something? The lion upside down. By or, or doesn't that, no, your house is paid for. So you put the lions after your house is paid for. Yes, that's a thing. That's I agree it. with yeah, you. Really? I've heard that's a thing. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. When you own the house outright, you're allowed to put the lions out front. I have heard that. Yes. Wow. That's cool. I don't know if it's true, but I don't... I'm gonna do that if I ever well. When we pay when we pay off like we paid two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for the blue triaxle. So when we pay it off, I'm gonna put a lion on the box. <laughs> put some big That's lions awesome. on it somehow. So like it's paid off. It's like it's like a fucking house. We live so, in this bitch. So So I just Googled it. Uh in China, they act as guardians defending homes against accidents and thefts. For Buddhists, lion statues are said to bring peace and prosperity, while in Italy they symbolize power and prestige. But in Quebec, homeowners traditionally place one or two lions in front of their house when their mortgage is paid off. So it's I'm going to put two Chinese excavators at the <laughs> yeah. front of my yard. <laughs> That's awesome. Chinese excavators at the front of my yard. Do you? Do you? So I, of the three of us, I'm the only one that's actually been near the Chinese excavator. I honestly feel like they're pretty good quality. I really do. Like I, I'm, I am beyond impressed with the Chinese excavators compared to where my expectations were when you bought them, right? Compared to what showed up. I'm yeah. I'm really impressed. I think that the gas motor is a really smart thing because it's easy to replace. The parts are easy to get. It's not it's not an off-brand diesel motor that's harder to make. Like it just I think the gas motor is smart for the size of the excavator. I think there's a lot of smart decisions with them. Um but the fact that they're not branded in any way. I think is actually deterring from people buying them. I think if they were, if they were as a brand, like right now they're just referred to as little Chinese excavators. And right. I, that's what I have them listed that listed at <laughs> Chinese excavator. Like, <laughs> you, like I, I just, if we were referring to anything and by the, where it was made, like that that we buy on a regular basis like those quebec pavers or i just think it's it takes away from the brand like if those excavators had a like sani is a chinese excavator brand right is, is that it? where is that where sani's come from i don't know, I don't know. Like, might I google it, it. yeah <laughs> i feel pretty... like they make it sound like they're chinese for sure i think sani's are chinese i don't know so don't don't send five thousand. Somebody emails. told me that they were assembled in America. Somebody told me they're actually a lot of very American. But yeah, uh, Ch Hunan. Yeah, it's China. What? They're China. Yeah. Well, the Chinese parts could come like, well, like Honda, like the the Alliston plant in Honda doesn't make any parts. They just assemble the parts from Japan. 
right? So maybe yeah. the Sannies come over here and they're assembled in a Sani North America factory, but the parts just come from China. I don't know. It's the yeah. third largest heavy equipment manufacturer in the world, and it's from China. Sani is? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know they were that big. I've only recently seen them. I, I mean, I've only seen them come up in the last two years, maybe. I, I think Before they're pretty that, common. Never heard of... I think they're pretty common in Asia. They were only yeah. founded in 1989. Holy cow. Oh. So if those Chinese excavators that you have, Chad, were branded, yeah. called anything, Chad's. Chad. If they were just called Chad's and they were all had the same lion on them because they're paid for because they're so <laughs> but I I think that it like if you took the like bobcats are made in Wisconsin or something. Yeah. I think they're made there. If you just referred to every single bobcat piece of equipment as that Wisconsin stuff, made in Wisconsin, made in Wisconsin like it doesn't I I don't think it matters where it's made. I think that it just devalues what they are. If you were like the Wisconsin Hey, I got a couple Wisconsin excavators for sale over here. I, just, I think that giving them a name, if someone named them, they, they would probably derive more value from them. Like, even to yeah. say that they have a Briggs, it's not just a gas motor, it's a Briggs and Stratton gas motor. Yeah. That makes a difference, right? You're saying oh, that sure. Chad needs to brand these. He needs to start his own equipment company and brand yeah. these white label excavators. So, I don't know if this has happened to you guys on Instagram, but lately every third post on my Instagram is someone trying to hawk their rental equipment company software. And they're like, did your rental equipment, is your rental company in total disarray Buy our software? And I'm like, I don't think that is that many people starting rental companies. Should Chad start a rental company with his like excavators? <laughs> like I'm watching this going, is there that many people that own rental companies that you need to mass advertise on fucking Instagram? Like, is I've there never like, seen these ads. Me like, neither. Then, but then a couple guys in our area have bought three or four pieces of equipment and they started renting it out during the pandemic. Hmm. So I'm like, maybe this is the new thing. Like, can someone guru this shit for me so I can understand what's going on? Maybe yeah, that guy. Ha- maybe that guy has a university for it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I'm going to brand these Chinese excavators as lion excavators. Exactly. So we'll have the, the picture of the lion, but the name on the boom is L-Y-I-N. And I'm Ooh. lying about how great they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think I you know. should start a demand for them and say, I only have one with a cup holder. So get here first. Yeah. Get the one get the one with the cup holder. Is the one with the cup holder the same one that has the diamond floor? Yes. So that's the premium. The I think they both I think they both actually might have a diamond floor. But one of them is wrapped in plastic. Like they're both You still can take of- the plastic off. It's probably blowing halfway across the yard now. And- no, no, they did a great job wrapping them, man. Yeah. yeah. That's, they paid, that's a closed they paid cab the- machine. They paid the five dollars plastic usage fee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I just think if they had a brand, people would like them more. Yeah. Some guys have asked about them and I just send them a link, like a YouTube link on reviews and stuff. And honestly, all the reviews are pretty good. Like they're like for what they are, like they'll dig. I would wait I would 
I think if Mike paired one of those with his mud mixer, he's in heaven. <laughs> what a, why pair it with a mud mixer? He, he's going to get in trouble for owning too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for owning too much. Klaus is going to personally call him. Klaus? Like, Mike, we talked about this. I think Klaus is okay much. if I buy from China. <laughs> oh. Is he? Maybe. Okay? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you yeah. own nothing. And... All right. Is that good? We're done for tonight? <laughs> yeah, we got two episodes here. I feel, I feel like we're going down. We're going down. <laughs> All right. This is the end of the episode. But Chad still has two Chinese excavators for sale. So 11.5, contact him immediately. Even if they're sold, and this is two years later, you're listening to this podcast, contact Chad about these Chinese excavators. <laughs> Are you ending it? <laughs>